This is Think Out Loud on OPB. I'm Dave Miller. Charity Woodrum grew up grew up in Southern Oregon. She was the first person in her family to graduate from high school. She then spent a few years as a nurse before realizing that she was meant to gaze at and to study the stars. So she went back to school at the University of Oregon, interned with NASA, and is now a doctoral candidate at the University of Arizona. She's also experienced profound loss in her life. Now she's the subject of a documentary called Space, Hope and Charity by the Oregon broadcast journalist Sandy Cummings. It's screening this Friday evening at the Evergreen Aviation and Space Museum in McMinnville. And Charity Woodrum joins us now. Welcome to Think Out Loud. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us. Can you describe your family life when you were growing up? Um, yeah. So uh, as you said, I grew up in rural Oregon in Canyonville and um, neither of my parents graduated high school. And, you know, from a young age, my dad would tell me if I didn't want to end up in their, you know, financial situation that I needed to get an education. So pretty early on, I focused on my education and um, and yeah, just grew up in the small town of Canyonville until I graduated high school. What was school like for you? I mean, you got this message from your dad to focus on education, but it seems like you enjoyed it yourself. Is that a fair way to put it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, ever since I was little, learning has been, you know, my favorite thing to do. And so I, I've always loved school. And um, yeah, in Canyonville, though, uh, I was really drawn to math, for example, in high school, uh, but we didn't have physics classes, for example. So my I was also interested in science, but my science learning was pretty limited in Canyonville. So I wouldn't say it was um, the best education growing up in Douglas County for me. Why was math your favorite subject? Uh, I found it amazing that math can describe the world around you. Um, Specifically, I remember opening the page in my calculus book when I was in high school uh, called Physics, and and that was the chapter about how you can apply math to the world around you. And I just thought that was, you know, amazing. And I loved how everything you were learning, you could prove it to yourself as well. Huh. Wait, why, why was that important? The idea of proof? Um, I don't know. I guess, you know, growing up in a small town, sometimes people tell you how to think and whatnot. And I just, you know, wanted to, I wanted to have my own independent thoughts, I guess, if that makes sense. Hmm. And to prove everything to myself. At one point in the movie, early on, you describe yourself as being a homeless roofer. What was going <laughs> on in your life at that time? Yeah. So let me think. Yeah. So I was living in my car and I was roofing houses over the summer. Uh, I stepped in for my brother for a day and then I ended up working um, through the summer there and um, eventually got a job uh, once the summer was over, which led to me getting a scholarship and community support to get my you know, degree in nursing at Umpqua Community College in Roseburg. What was nursing like for you? I really loved nursing school because, again, I, I loved the learning and I was excited that, you know, this was a meaningful job and I was going to help people. And so I really loved nursing school and I loved all the women, well, mostly women that I was going to school with and everything. Um, but then once the reality set in of actually working as a nurse, I realized that it, it wasn't the job for me because I couldn't handle the emotional toll that it took because, you know, every day practically something sad would happen and it would just I would go home and and think about it and so it was really having a negative impact on my life and so 
even though I loved nursing school, I couldn't handle the job as a nurse. Hmm. Can you tell us about meeting a man named Jason who would eventually become your husband? <laughs> yeah. So uh, around the time that I was realizing that nursing wasn't my you know, career, actually, I met him the summer uh, between graduating from nursing school and passing my board exams and starting a job. I met him that summer. And um, it's our love story is pretty uh, crazy. Uh, and it would take a long time to explain. You kind of need to know the full story. Um, so people will have to watch the documentary documentary for that. But he was actually the person that told me, um, you know, one of his coping mechanisms is to read books. He used to read hundreds of books a year. And so he said I should read books to get my mind off of the things that were happening in the hospital, for example. And so I started reading books by Stephen Hawking and Carl Sagan, um, which, you know, reignited my passion for math and um, this newfound passion for astrophysics, which I hadn't really been exposed to before. I want and you know, mm. oh, I was going to just say, yeah. Of course, we got married, and um, and I, you know, we had a son as well named mm. Woody. I want to play what one of your friends in the movie says about Jason. L let's have a listen. Charity, you could probably always describe her as meek before, and I think Jason gave her a voice for the first time. And I think that's really when she started analyzing where she came from, who she was, and how to kind of speak up for herself and kind of grapple with things. And that was really, well, the first time I met him, that's exactly what I felt like, oh, he's helping her. And so I instantly liked him. Does that ring true to you? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I was, I would call myself very, very shy growing up. Um, anyone who knows me from back then would say the same. I, I was very shy. And, um, I think seeing how bold and how much, you know, love and passion he had for life. And he was just this very intense person. It brought that out in myself as well. Hmm. I would say. Before you went back to school, um, just before you, you saw an academic counselor, what was that meeting like? <laughs> yeah, so when I decided to go back to school uh, to study physics, um, one of the reasons that I did that was because I was pregnant and I was trying to decide what type of mom I wanted to be for my son. And I knew that he wanted I wanted him to follow his passions. And so I had to lead by example. And so I decided I was going to pursue this passion I had for astrophysics. So I was nine months pregnant and I walked into the academic academic counselor's office at the University of Oregon and told him that I wanted to get my bachelor's degree in physics. And he was definitely confused, not only because my, you know, I was waddling and my belly was huge, but also because I had a degree in nursing. And that was just a very um, different, you know, very interesting career change for someone in my stage of life. And so he was definitely, um, you know, I don't know, a little bit taken aback, but was supportive of the idea. He told me, he looked at my grades from nursing school and said, well, you can clearly pull this off. And so he was supportive, but certainly, you know, didn't expect it, I guess. Hmm. What was it like to be in school with a newborn? That was definitely difficult, you know, but I took it slow because at first I just needed to refresh my memory of calculus, for example. So I just started taking math classes and getting caught up with with the math that I would need to get my physics degree. And um, I also started taking an astronomy class with Dr. Scott Fisher, who um, eventually changed the trajectory of my life completely. But um, both Woody and Jason were also part of 
part of my academic career because uh, eventually I started volunteering up at Pine Mountain Observatory in Bend and there's a campground there. And so every weekend, all three of us would go up there and Jason and Woody would be camping in the campsite and I'd be overrunning the observatory. Uh, and sometimes, you know, I would have to take breaks to go breastfeed Woody and then um, come back. So, it, you know, it was definitely difficult to do as a new mom, but Jason was very incredibly supportive and uh, was, you know, just as passionate about me attaining my dreams as I was. And so, you know, I, I was able to do that because of him and how great of a dad he was. Hmm. Can you tell us more about your son, Woody? Yeah. Um, so Woody was, you know, a very smart and empathetic kid, you know, very advanced for his age, I would say, and just very funny. He loved dinosaurs and space. Um, one of one of my favorite stories about him from when he was at the U of O daycare um, was there was this kid that was afraid to, um, would never go to the bathroom. And so Woody decided that if he sat down next to him, because they had two adjoining toilets, that he would um, relax. And so they both would sit on the toilet together and Woody asked the teacher to tell them scary stories. And um, that helped the kid be able to go to the bathroom, which I thought that was pretty empathetic for a three-year-old to do. Hmm. Um, and yeah, he just, he loved space because he would come up to the observatory with me since he was a newborn. And eventually, um, you know, he thought that I was the one that turned the stars on at night, actually, <laughs> which was, you know, pretty cute. <laughs> I don't want to dwell on your worst day, but for people who are not aware, in January of 2017, you lost your husband and your son. What kind of a support system did you have? I had an amazing support system, honestly, um, because after that happened, obviously my life just completely fell apart. I completely fell apart. Um, I was hospitalized for a week. Um, they were sedating me and everything. And then for quite a while, I didn't get off the couch. And um, every day, uh, one of my childhood best friends was there. Um, my three childhood best friends, who some of them I hadn't spoken to in years, they were there for me waiting when I got out of the hospital. And they they arranged it, even though they're all working full time and have families of their own. They arranged it to where I was never alone on the couch. Um, they were always there with me trying to get me to eat. And they just know me so well, even though so much time had passed, they still just knew exactly what I needed. And so they literally, you know, they're the heroes of the story. They saved my life and you do get to meet them in the film. Um, and then also the kindness of complete strangers was honestly shocking. Um, for example, this, there was this woman that saw what happened, the tragedy, cause it made national news and she decided she wanted to help me. Um, and she wanted me to be able to finish college, which is something that I eventually wanted as well. And so she started to go from me, uh, to help me go back to school and finish my physics degree and she also connected me with you know other people and just the support of strangers was you know life-saving as well so I, I would say i had a, you know an amazing support system one of the people you were connected to is lynn fronmeyer pretty famous oregon name she was married to the late oregon attorney general dave fronmeyer um who died of cancer she also lynn fronmeyer lost her three daughters what have you learned from her Oh, I would call her my grief mentor. I've, I've learned so much from her and she changed my life completely. Um, you know, she used to tell me that grief and joy can coexist at the same time. 
And at first I didn't understand what that meant, but a lot of the lessons that she taught me in those early days, I've slowly learned them over these years as I advance in my grief journey. And so, um, you know, she, she was amazing. She, you know, we first met because of this mutual friend in this Thai restaurant and it involved a lot of public crying. But then after that, you know, we became close friends and we would hang out every single week. And actually she, you know, I get to see her a couple times a year. She'll be um, visiting me soon, actually, in a couple of months, uh, two months, I think. So we still keep in contact and, you know, having her is helped me substantially. And so I'm excited that she's in the film and, and she can help others who are going through what I was going through, because not everyone's going to have a Lynn Fronmeyer in their life. Hmm. In the time we have left on the show, I just I want to turn to science. You say in the movie that this is a particularly exciting time for astronomy because of the launch of the James Webb Space Telescope. What are you hoping to learn from this telescope? Well, the reason that we built the James Webb Space Telescope, when I say we, obviously not me, but um, actually my PhD advisor, she built um, the camera for JWST. And she's been involved in this project for 30 years. And so 30 years ago, they said, we want to see the earliest galaxies in the universe, but we don't have the technology. So what would it take for us to see the first galaxies that formed in the universe? And it took them 30 years um, to finish this plan until, you know, it launched on Christmas a year or two ago. And, um, and it's done exactly that already. Um, because my advisor built the camera, she has a lot of time on JWST. And so with that time, um, we basically discovered, or we did discover the earliest galaxy in the universe. Our team did that. And so JWST is already doing what it was built to do among many other things. Um, you know, it's discovering, it's looking at the atmospheres of exoplanets and um, looking at stars as they're forming and, you know, all of these things, as well as its prime original goal of seeing those first galaxies. You have access to this extraordinary scope and images from it, but do you find yourself just looking up at the night sky on your own? Oh, absolutely. Looking up at the night sky is something that I do quite often, and it's something that, you know, makes me feel at peace, I would say. So, yeah, I definitely I definitely go out and look up at the night sky, which is great to do here in Arizona and on camping trips, camping trips in Oregon. Charity Woodrum, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. That's the astrophysicist Charity Woodrum. She is a subject of the new documentary Space, Hope, and Charity, made by the Oregon journalist Sandy Cummings. It is screening this Friday evening at the Evergreen Aviation and Space Museum in McMinnville. Tomorrow on the show, we're going to talk with the Portland director, Todd Haynes. May, December, his new movie premiered at the Cannes Film Festival and is now streaming on Netflix. It's a fictionalized version of a real-life scandal that unfolded near Seattle in the 1990s. This movie is about a woman who went to prison for sexually abusing, abusing a middle school boy and then went on to marry him. Thanks very much for tuning in to Think Out Loud on OPB and KLCC. I'm Dave Miller. We'll be back tomorrow. Think Out Loud is supported by Stephen Jan Oliva, the Rose E. Tucker Charitable Trust, Michael, Kristen, Andrew Kern, and Anna Sanford. <laughs>